Welcome to the What If I Fly podcast. My name is Chloe Megan. I'm a registered nurse, mom, certified personal trainer, and your new bestie when it comes to all things personal development, leadership, business, health, and fitness. I'm obsessed with helping you live authentically and lead fearlessly. I'm going to teach you how to address challenges with confidence, thrive outside of your comfort zone, chase your dreams, and crush your goals, even if it means doing it scared. You already have everything to soar. All you need is a little push, and I'm calling first dibs. Let's get started. Hello, my beautiful frequent flyers, and welcome back to the What If I Fly podcast. I have a very exciting topic to share with you today. We're going to be talking about something you've done when you said you were going to start that diet, and then you last for a couple days, smelled some yummy food, gorged yourself, and then gave up. You said you'd get up earlier, walk more, spend less time scrolling on your phone. The list honestly goes on and on, yet here you are. Time has passed, and that thing that you said you are going to do is just drifting somewhere in the universe, never to be explored again, probably. Fear not, because today we're going to discuss when giving up on yourself becomes a habit. I'm going to discuss what you can do today to make sustainable changes towards never throwing in the towel ever again. And also, before we get started, I wanted to invite you to join our new group called the Frequent Flyers Club. It's going to be an exclusive members-only community where you can share your thoughts, ideas for upcoming podcasts, get in touch with me, inspirational quotes, funny mom jokes, talk crap about your husband. All right, maybe not that, but you get my point. I'll also be posting tips, tricks, and other exclusive content that you won't find on other platforms. And I want it to really be a safe place for women to feel free to express themselves, motivate each other, and build one another up. Everyone out there is going through something that's difficult, life-changing, beautiful, happy, especially as moms or nurses, just human beings in general. So I'd love to invite you to join this group. Just look us up on Facebook at Frequent Flyers Club. You'll see the What If I Fly podcast cover photo picture, little picture of the podcast cover art. And it's 100% free, and I would just love to have you there. I'll put the link in the show notes, so make sure to check it out. All right, so without further ado, let's get the ball rolling. When giving up on yourself becomes a habit. So when giving up on yourself becomes a habit, it can be difficult to break out of that mindset. It's important to recognize the negative thought patterns and replace them with positive ones. And this sounds so familiar to the advice that was given in the last episode when I talked about how to stop self-sabotaging, but today I want to go even further than that because at this point, you've made giving up just a regular part of your life, and yet you keep getting the same results and wondering why. This has to change. Seek support from friends, family, or a therapist if you need to, but remember that everyone has setbacks and failures, and it's how you respond to them that determines your success. Keep pushing forward and don't give up on yourself, because when you create a habit, you've created a system for completing that certain task. I do this, and then this, and then this happens. Wash, rinse, and repeat. If you want to read an incredible book and it honestly changed my life, but it's called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And I'm not really even sure how to put it into words, how much it's impacted me in so many different ways. And I still regularly return to it either through Audible or just reading the paper copy that I have. Whenever I feel like I need a tune up or I'm not really following through with different habits that I've set out to either create or to break old ones. 
and it was honestly really pivotal in the beginning of creating that habit of going to the gym or even meal prepping, anything like that. It just, it really helped me. So I always like to recommend it to everybody because if we get super specific about what we're trying to accomplish, AKA your long-term goal, you're better able to figure out the why behind what it is that you're trying to change. And that can look like knowing what kind of habits that you need to have in order to create the results that you're striving for. And when you don't believe in what it is that you're striving for, then keeping sustained momentum throughout the process will feel nearly impossible. And giving up on yourself is the easy way out. It's not easy to do hard things. That's why they're hard. If everything in life was so easy and ideal and perfect, it would be a pretty crappy, boring life, honestly. I've seen videos of cartoons where everybody is the same color, everybody's doing the same exact job, everything is the same, and that seems really boring. If you've got nothing to strive for because everybody's the same and you don't want to stand out or be different or unique, that can be super boring. And yes, there's growth in boring parts about life. Sustained consistency can sometimes be boring. But if you're not constantly challenging yourself and pushing yourself to your limits, you're really not growing at all. And life is way too short for that. I think we see it most often in people that have everything that could, that they could have ever dreamed of. They already possess all of their heart's desires, so why would they even try? So don't be like that. You need to realize that your hopes and your dreams are going to lie on the other side of the challenges, the failures, the lessons. Every time you try a new thing... You stick to it for a day or two. And if you're a serial quitter, you could be throwing in the towel within the 12-hour mark. Please stop doing that. James Clear says in his book, Every action you take is a vote for the person that you wish to become. And your habits shape your identity. And your identity shapes your habits. So who are you voting for every single day? And no, I'm not talking about politically here. But you could take that supercharged energy that you have for politics and focus it back onto yourself. Do you vote for yourself when you stop reading the two pages a day you said you'd read? How about when you inhale a couple of donuts in secret because you said you're going to be in a calorie deficit, but you're starving? How's that water bottle with the hourly reminders going for you, Susan? What you are doing is molding yourself into who you want to become. And there are so many reasons you continue to hit your face on the pavement. The first reason is that you're not getting to the core of why you keep giving up. You're not reading the pages because you don't block off time to actually complete that said task. Waking up super late in the morning or having screaming kids climbing all over you before bed is not a conducive environment to having a few moments to yourself to read. You're shoving that donut down your throat quicker than you can say Mary had a little lamb because you're piss poor at planning your meals to match your macros so you're starving and it shows. Structuring your meals in a way that helps you to consume the calories that you need leaves room for sweets like donuts and it doesn't leave you feeling like absolute garbage about the choices that you've made which is only going to lead to you wanting to give up on yourself because you figure... Why should I even try? I already messed up. Let me just give up completely. And then you set yourself back even more. Once you've made the choices that you've made, you can finally do it with intention by understanding why you keep giving up. And I could go on and on, but the point is that failing to plan is planning to fail. 
The second way is that you don't trust yourself to make the commitment and follow through with it. You've gotten used to not keeping the promises that you make to yourself and you're acting remiss when you once again can't trust yourself to do the things that you wanted to do. For me, if someone always promised me they would make space for me when I needed them and the time finally came and they were nowhere to be found, how much could I honestly trust in that person? Especially when they make a promise and let me down again and again and again. And personally, I've experienced this not only with friends, but with my own father. And I think that's the most salient thing about that toxic relationship and what hurts the most. Because I can't even trust you to be there for me because every time you promise to get here at a certain time or even to show up at all, you never do. So when you're doing that to yourself, what kind of message do you think your brain is receiving? Is it a message that says, okay, I trust in you to pull through and to show up for me because I feel like I'm worthy enough for that? Or are you saying the message that Eh, either way, kind of doesn't matter. You matter. So you need to make promises to yourself and you need to actually keep them because it matters, because you deserve that and because you are worthy. You have to show up for yourself every single day, even when it's hard, even when you don't feel like it because feelings are just emotions and they're going to come and go. Creating that discipline and creating those habits, breaking the bad ones, is going to reaffirm that trust and it's going to make it easier and easier and easier because once something becomes a habit, you don't even have to think about it anymore. That's why you keep on giving up because it is a habit and it's easy. You haven't made it hard. You've made giving up super easy because it's the one thing that you know that you can be consistent at is throwing in the towel. Make trusting in yourself and making those commitments, make that easy. Because once you do, everything else falls into place. And in a great way, you start living that part of yourself on autopilot and it takes way less thought to initiate action. And you start feeling more and more confident and more and more comfortable in all the areas that you're trying to grow. And somebody said something to you at some point, this is our third way. Somebody said something that resonated with your deepest, your darkest, your most hateful insecurities. And here you are saying so long suckas to your goals. And I'm honestly just going to get really point blank for a second. So if you got kids around, you might want to just shoo them away for a second. But fuck what people think. It does not matter. You've got to practice telling people to F off the same way you can tell your negative self-talk to take a hike. And watch how you show up for yourself more than ever before. And I'm sorry to be the barrier of bad news, but ultimately, none of us are making it out of here alive. So go do what your heart is begging you to do and stop living in the shadows of other people's doubts. You are the only one walking in your shoes. And no amount of fear or anxiety from someone's words will make what they say right for your life. It's no different from you going to somebody else and telling them, how they should be living their life. You don't know that for them. Everybody's life is completely different. Stay in your lane. That's where you need to stay. It's different if someone's coming to you or you're going to somebody for advice, but even then you can kind of go, oh yeah, I like that part. I like that part. Don't like that part. Throw that out the window. You get to choose what you want to retain and absorb 
and what you want to get rid of. Follow your own path. Take back the control and live authentically. There is no do-over life where you get to not live in regret for listening to others' words over your own. You don't get any second chance at this. This is it. So don't waste your time and don't hold back and just go for it. The last way is that you've trained your brain to give up when the going gets tough and that it's okay. Oftentimes the path to your success, it's not straightforward and to the point. It's going to be full of bumps and bruises, but on the other side, that's right where you need to be. And your brain is constantly trying to protect you, your nervous system, your hormones, even your belly fat. In more than one way, it's all there because choices that you're making corresponds with how your brain is operating. And from that huddle, it decides the next step. How's it going to save itself? How's it going to protect itself? Are we about to be eaten? Are we about to be hungry for weeks and weeks? It's always trying to go into that, that old lizard brain, for example, and just save itself. So this could look like a variety of things like eating more meat because you really need to get the iron or throwing up because you went through a traumatic event. So your gut talks to your brain through the vagus nerve and up comes mom's spaghetti. Did you catch that Eminem reference? Okay. <laughs> if completing difficult tasks always seems overwhelming and painful, how's your brain going to feel? Your brain is prepared to protect you from that threat by doing things like procrastinating or just giving up entirely, which you know, obviously that evades the threat completely for you. But let me give you just a little bit of a hint. You control your brain. It does not control you. You have to push through the suck and you'll constantly trick your brain into actually enjoying the not so fun parts of working out or focusing on your to-do list or eating better or whatever that looks like for you. For me, something that I personally do is that when I'm working out and you know, I'm going through all my reps and let's say that I had a, a target of I'm going to do 12 reps in this set. I kind of try to push myself to 13. If I still have it in the tank, I need to push myself to failure anyways in order to initiate that metabolic stress and that muscle tension that you need for muscle growth. So why not? What's the worst that's going to happen? And 99.9% .9 of the time, I end up being able to do that last rep because I just pushed myself and I just did it. I want to train my brain to constantly go past that threshold of where it thinks it can't go anymore. And I'm not saying to run yourself into the ground because obviously that's not healthy. You need rest as well. That's how you repair and you recharge yourself. But what I am saying is that so much of every single thing that you do every single day it has to do with your mindset. It has to do with your brain. And if you have the mindset of always giving up or being lazy or not really pushing yourself, just kind of floating through life, it's going to be really hard to unlearn all those different things that you've taught yourself. So let's say I'm on the Stairmaster and I say, okay, I have in my workout program, I'm going to do 10 minutes today. I go for 11 minutes or I go through to 15 minutes or even if I'm just really not feeling it, 
I do 30 seconds more than I said I would because I want to prove to myself that I can do that because when I prove myself there, it's going to show up at work. It's going to show up when I don't really feel like cooking dinner, but I should probably feed myself and my family <laughs> and I didn't prepare very well. It's going to push me there too. It's going to push me to read that next page of that book that I've been talking about reading and I just keep putting it off. It shows up in so many different areas of your life and that's why it's important. Even if you don't feel like doing it, you just do it anyways. So what can you do to break this bad habit of giving up on yourself? What does it even look like to actually follow through on a commitment you've made? And how do you not beat yourself up every time your plans don't work out like you wanted them to? Well, I'm so glad you asked. It's easy to fall into the habit of giving up on yourself, but it's important to remember that change is possible. So here are some practical ways to help you stop giving up on yourself. Number one is going to be to identify the underlying reasons. You really got to take a step back and reflect on why you may be giving up on yourself in the first place. Is it fear of failure, lack of motivation, or just self-doubt? Because once you identify the root cause, you can start working on solutions to overcome it. And this is a hot topic because I think especially as a nurse, I see patients all the time looking for quick fixes and the providers are just ready and willing to give whatever they need to mask the root of the problem because especially in the emergency room, it's just kind of like, kind of like you're turning tables at a restaurant. We want people in and out and everything's timed and you got to push them through. And I mean, that's what it's, that's what the emergency room is for, but people are just looking to get rid of their symptoms and not really figure out what it is that's causing the symptoms. Masking the root of the problem isn't going to do much, but in the long term, it's definitely never going to work. Therapy, getting organized, cleaning out clutter, improving your diet, incorporating exercise, cutting off toxic people, unfollowing discouraging social media accounts. It all makes up how you feel and what you're able to accomplish. Nature wins over nurture in this scenario, and it could be keeping you from where you want to be. So dig down deep and figure out where it's coming from. Why do you keep giving up on yourself? What is, what is the root to it? Number two is to set small achievable goals. And instead of setting lofty goals that may seem unattainable, focus on setting small achievable goals that you can work towards every day. This will help you build that momentum that you need and gain confidence in your ability to achieve your goals. Celebrate your successes, no matter how small, because they all matter. They all add up. They all compound into something even bigger, which is going to be that larger, that larger goal. So breaking the larger goals into smaller goals actually makes them easier to digest and increases your chances that you will actually be able to make the bigger picture a reality. And number three, even more important than the goals is going to be your systems. It's not the goals that will have you giving up on yourself. It's never that. You can sit down all day long and write out, this is my goal for this and this is my goal for that. I want to be here in five years. I want to be here in 10 years. But if you have a crappy system in place to achieve those goals, it's just not going to work. It doesn't matter how many goals that you have. If your system is broken then your goals are going to be even more so. Goals show you where you're trying to go 
it's the final destination, but your system shows you exactly how you're going to get there. You don't just say, for example, okay, today I'm going to go to this new location. I've never been there. So let's just go. And then you just drive there and you arrive. No, you put the location to your GPS. It gets rerouted on your way there a few times because, you know, hashtag Apple Maps, you get irritated and you want to throw your phone out the window. Somebody does a silent fart and all of a sudden you're hotboxed and full of seething frustration. No, that's obviously doesn't happen every time, but <laughs> you get my point. The path is not perfect, but it is a path. Your system is a delicate construct of tiny decisions that you make, both creating your new habits and breaking the old ones. If you want to be in something for the long run, you have to spend time perfecting your systems, not your goals. So you're putting that destination into your maps and it's going to show you there's going to be a path that's created for you. You are creating that path and it's going to take you exactly to that goal. That's the part of it that you need to perfect. That's the getting there that you need to really work on and to really focus on because without that, you can't go anywhere at all. So number four, make your system bulletproof. And essentially bulletproofing, it means that when you see yourself falling into the same patterns that precede you giving up, something negative is going to happen. So for example, I had heard a lot of great things about Orange Theory because you don't really have a personal trainer, but you kind of do because they're kind of standing over you as you're running on the treadmill or performing the different uh, freeway exercises or working with the resistant bands or the bozu balls, any of that. They're kind of there to guide you. And I really needed that. I needed somebody to hold me accountable in that way and be standing over me so that I knew that I would finish the number of reps I was supposed to do and the number of sets I was supposed to do. I just needed somebody there. And at the same time, I couldn't really afford a personal trainer because they are kind of expensive. So... <laughs> It was just perfect. So I did Orange Theory. I joined. And if anyone's ever tried Orange Theory, you know that number one, those classes are going to kick your ass, especially if you're coming fresh off of not exercising for a long time. But you feel incredible afterwards, just like you do anytime you exercise and slightly nauseous. Uh, definitely left that class, those classes more than once feeling like I was going to throw up, but it was in a good way kind of weird but number two they charge you a $15 fee if you don't show up so if you have a scheduled class or like if you don't show up to the scheduled class at all or you cancel within eight hours prior to your class they charge you the fee and let me tell you from personal experience that you might think $15 isn't a lot because your venti mocha triple shot espresso with cold foam caramel drizzle unicorn sparkle fairy dust tops starby drink costs that much but when you've committed to going and then you change your mind because it's just what's easier and you don't feel like it anymore that 15 dollars hurts like deep down in your soul it hurts and then you're kind of frustrated and disappointed about it and you think to yourself well i'm never doing that again so over time for me i use that policy as discipline to show up and not give up because there was a consequence and it was powerful enough to keep me in line that helped me to show up for myself and to bulletproof my system. Number five is to surround yourself with positivity. And I think everybody needs to hear this. 
I think that when we go back to figuring out the root causes of our problems of why we keep not showing up for ourselves, we have a really hard time getting rid of the toxic people that are in our lives. And we don't even realize that like the negative self-talk that we have that we're experiencing is still happening because those certain people are still in our lives. Take a break. And if that person's absence isn't impacting you in an emotional way to where you feel like there's seriously something missing, they were adding to your life and it was helping, then you fix that situation and that relationship. But if not, kick them to the curb. You don't need that, girl. Surround yourself with people who support you and who encourage you. Seek out positive affirmations and motivational materials that can help you stay focused and motivated. Practice self-compassion. Treat yourself with kindness and understanding, even when you fall short of your goals. Remember that making mistakes is a natural part of the learning process and use setbacks as opportunities to learn and grow. Realize that you are worthy and deserving by keeping the promises that you make to yourself. All of these five ways are so, so, so important when giving up on yourself has become just a normal part of your life. It's become that habit. Make trusting in the commitments that you make for on yourself, make that a habit. Because as I said in the beginning, it's going to make it easier and you're going to keep showing up for yourself and it's going to be no problem at all. It's going to be a simple part of just being who you are. And you learn to, to love yourself and to trust yourself in the process. So since I'm on a James Clear kick, I will leave you with this quote. He says, it doesn't make sense to continue wanting something if you're not willing to do what it takes to get it. If you don't want to live the lifestyle, then release yourself from the desire. To crave the result, but not the process is to guarantee disappointment. And so like I do on every episode, I want to end with a question. And once you join the Frequent Flyers Club group, you'll be able to see this question posted and I'll be able to see your response, which I'm honestly beyond excited about. I love seeing how everyone's perspective shifts the direction of what each topic is about because we all come from different walks of life, which, you know, that serves to create a feeling of resonating amongst everybody that shares. And I really think that it's beautiful. So the question I want to close with is this, when I'm envisioning my ideal best self, how does giving up serve to create that person? In other words, is giving up on myself a habit I really want to have? Or am I just blindly following down the easiest path? And I want you to answer this pen to paper, write out your thoughts, write out your feelings. You can do it in pretty colors. I don't care, but get it onto paper and watch how all this comes to life for you. Thank you so much for listening today, guys. My hope is that you were able to take something useful away from everything that was shared, break that habit, and quit giving up on yourself, girl. And if you do mess up, because you will, it's inevitable, just shake it off. Forgive yourself and move on. Learn your lesson, start over, and begin again. Life is not a competition, and it's definitely not a race. You got this. Remember to be intentional, be brave, and be bold. And ask yourself, what if I fly? Bye. If you loved what you listened to here, leave a review. And don't forget to hit that follow button so you never miss out on new podcast episodes. Until next time.